Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? It's your boy, JP, and this is Views from the Porch, and I am in the podcast studio with my main man, David Marvin. That is correct. And the one and only Elena Haas. Hey, guys. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about boundaries and boundaries. dating. Boundaries. 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 Oh, and dating. And dating and just really between uh, the opposite sex. So like relationship boundaries. Hey, this is a good time to say when we do these podcasts, like we come into the studio, it's not like a lot of prep. We're not trying to create like a intense theological resource for you. Uh, David gives me a topic. We talk about it. It's it's to drive a conversation. The scriptures we use are, are the ones that are written on our hearts. And uh, and so hopefully it's helpful to you and you can be a part of the conversation as you drive in your car, drive to work or whatever that is. But just, just so you know, it's not like we've spent the entire week you know, researching boundaries and what was it again? Boundaries and dating. Oh. I mean, by far the most time that we talk about it is recording or is live. It's not like we even talk about it, honestly, a ton before we just hit record. All right. Well, let's talk about it. So emotional boundaries. Uh, a lot of times we talk about physical boundaries at the porch and uh, sexual purity, and, and uh, which is a crucial component. We don't often go into some specifics around emotional boundaries and spiritual boundaries. And so as it relates to emotional boundaries, um, what does it look like to maintain healthy emotional boundaries uh, between the person you're dating or really the opposite sex? Yeah, I think where I see this like at fault the worst is outside of a relationship. And so when guys and girls are friends and, you know, he's texting her late at night, like, hey, good night, sweetie. And, I, you know, I, I know that might seem innocent to some, but you are feeling and you are filling rather an emotional void for someone. And what that hap- a lot of times what happens is it keeps you single longer than you need because you're not out there actively looking. You're not thinking about trying to find someone because really this friendationship or this friend is, is meeting this emotional, you know, God given desire inside of you. And so I would be really careful with that. I've said it before. It's incredibly unpopular. Probably get me some emails. It's david.marvin at watermark.org. Uh, and it's that. It's that guys and girls weren't made to be friends like that. Like you, you never really saw Jesus just hanging out on a boat with Mary, you know, fishing, just hanging out, just catching up, you know, friendationship. Yeah. And, and so I think usually one heart is drifting one way or the other. Usually there's some emotional void being met. Um, and somebody's going to get hurt, but that's not why I would do it. I mean, that's not why I would not do it. Rather, I I don't think God made us for that. And so you don't have to tell me about you know your your best friend of the opposite sex that's been there since the sixth grade, and y'all are so great, and you, no one's ever getting hurt. I believe you. Uh, I believe your your circumstance. I'm just saying, hey, I don't think that's best. So one example you gave was texting, just to to be careful with the way that you communicate, or even the one on one time that you spend together. For sure. Um, anything else that would fit in there? I mean, some, sometimes friends are like dating, but they're not dating. They're just friends. Usually somebody's confused. Somebody's hoping, you know, that it's going to lead to that. Yes. You know, their heart's drifting. They're not talking about it. There's tension there. And one person is usually incredibly naive, like completely clueless. I had no idea, you know. Totally. Uh, I think uh, specifically around the um, the guy and the girl who may be hoping and where I've seen it take place a lot is there will be a guy who has a girl that he likes hanging out with. She's definitely in the friend zone and he will just, 
spend time with her to almost get an affirmation to, to fill a void inside of validate, him. Validate, validate his masculinity. Uh, and the girl, to your point, to be overly clear, ends up getting her hopes up and kind of like, yeah, I'm great with just being friends and we are friends, but I really am hoping that this friendship turns into something more and it ends up hurting her has been the track record that I've seen. Mostly. I've seen it both ways. And I just would say, man, communicate clearly, ask questions, don't be confused, don't accept confusion. And uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be close friends, you know, in a one-on-one scenario with the opposite sex. I, I've been that before. Before I was a Christian. I mean, my my best friend in high school for a season was a girl. And as I look back on that, if I'm completely honest, it, you know, way before I should have had those feelings for anybody. I mean, I I totally was was hoping that that relationship would turn into more. Yeah. A good like, thing. Sorry. A good thing that I've heard about relationships. And when it comes to the opposite sex and you're not dating is if that relationship would change, if you did start dating someone, then you probably should rethink boundaries. So like, let's just say you start dating a guy and he's like, hey, you're really close with Mike. And that makes me uncomfortable. Like probably not a, probably something should change before you get into that position. I think that's a great, that's a great, you know, principle to, to consider. It's so weird too. Like when people, you know, are dating and the, then the, the guy, I get this email way too often, like way, way too often. Hey, my girlfriend's really close friends with another guy. You know, should I be jealous? Uh, you know, I'm, I've asked her to not be so close to him, but she refuses. You know, what should I do? And I'm, I'm like, well, I mean, did, was she close before? I mean, you you have choices, right, in the dating world. And so if you're you're dating someone, you know, they're, they're, I don't think it's reasonable to assume that that's going to change. And, uh, and the fact that it's there in the first place, I'm, I'm raising my hand saying, Hey, that's concerning. Yeah. Well, go ahead. (laughs) What would you say to the guy who's like, Oh, I just get a lot. I get along a lot better with girls or the girl who's like, Oh, I just have a lot of guy friends because we click. Yeah. I I believe you. I believe you do. I believe you get along a lot better with the opposite sex. Some of that is also in the design, but you need to develop healthy relationships with the same sex. Like that. That's why a lot of times I say the best training for marriage is man to have dysfunctional roommates of the same sex, you know, (laughs) learn to resolve conflict and, you know, work through some of those challenges. And so I believe you, I'm not, I'm not convinced you, Getting along better with the opposite sex does not convince me or compel me to give an exception or to say, oh, well, then you should be best friends with them. I, I, I hear you. I believe you. I'm not going to argue with that. And I still don't think it's God's best. So what's some principles for those who are dating to think through as it relates to honoring the person that they're dating and uh, their relationships with other members of the opposite sex. So th- th- dating a girl, yeah. does that mean, hey, delete every other girl's text message or, for, sorry, phone number that you have inside of your phone? Yeah. You know, don't make eye contact with anyone other than your girlfriend. Start with the understanding what their desires are. You know, the, you know, so Philippians 2 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Um, Romans 12 says, love must be sincere. Jesus says, hey, the greatest commandment, or the, you know, or the one like it is love your neighbor as yourself. And so do everything you can to love those around you. And um, and here's what I would say. So like recently there's a list that went viral. It was a girl who wrote up a contract for her boyfriend to sign, my goodness, and it was left in in his car when he traded in his car. And then if somebody found it and posted it online, it went mega viral. It was 22 rules that included things like you're not to look at another girl. You're not to have any single girl's phone numbers in your phone. Um you are, are not to hang out with you know these friends. You're not to do this. You're not to do that. And if I catch you with another girl, I kill you was one of them. <laughs> I mean, he found a keeper. Yeah, well, I just, right. That's the whole, what the, how the world responded is like, wow, she's, 
you know, really controlling. Uh, Elena pulled it up. You're to never take longer than 10 minutes to text me back. Yeah. If, <laughs> that yeah, one's that's, level 10. That was crazy. It's, it's outrageous. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I would say that that's not healthy. And if they're asking that of you, that, you know, that, that sounds controlling and, you know, People are always like, what do I do in this circumstance? What do I do in this circumstance? What do I do in this circumstance? I'm dating and you know, this is going on. My, my advice, and I don't mean to be so heartless because I know it's complicated. It always is. But I'm just usually like, Man, break up because you got options, right? I mean, it's, you're not married. That's, that's the whole reality of, of dating. But most of the time you can't break up because you've already been physical and your heart's already that way. And it's a lot harder, more difficult than it needs to be. And that's just you talk about emotional boundaries, right? I, I would we we don't have them as a culture. Like we treat dating like marriage. We get in a relationship. We do everything we can to try to get that other person to like us, and then we give our heart to them as quickly and effectively as we can. And then we break up, and then we're hurt. And I would just say, what if God didn't design it that way? What if we weren't ever meant to be hurt in relationships? Like, what if it's God's best that you would never experience pain? or like heartache, heartbreak in a relationship and that you would never allow your emotions to go beyond what was real, what reality was, like wherever you guys were and that you'd give your heart away at the altar. Like what a novel idea. I know that's crazy, yeah. but what if that's God's design? What about when to say I love you? Because it feels like that word has been so, I mean, the average couple probably says it within three dates. When you can back it up, you know? Love is a verb. So love is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no records of wrongs. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. I mean, this is what the the chapter on love says, First Corinthians 13. And, um, and so when, when your love is sacrificial like that, then use the word. And, and that's usually around the time when you're, you're purchasing some hardware, you know, to put it on a finger or to, or, or, um, to receive that on your finger and to say I do at the altar. And so you're right. We we use the words "I love you" as a tool, as like, okay, now I'm, I'm I hope you know I'm, everything we do in dating. I think is so backwards because we're trying to rather than guarding somebody's heart. Proverbs four twenty three. We're trying to get them to give their heart to us, mm-hmm. and um, we're not we're not like going at it using our words like, hey, this is where it's going. This is how the relationship is progressing. We're doing everything we can to get them to quickly and effectively give us their heart so that we can do what we want to with it. And that's so backwards. And so we use the words, I love you as a tool. And I think that's harmful. What's that definition? I've I've heard it. We've said it before around here. Love is a decision accompanied by an emotion followed by a commitment. Is that it? Uh, Love is a decision accompanied by emotion followed by commitment. That leads to a commitment? or, Or leads to a promise or something. Yeah. Um, just that idea of, of, to your point, love is something that, um, that always should be backed up and verified through action. And so many people just throw that thing around and it only further creates emotional, um, just damage if the relationship or when the relationship falls apart. Yeah. What about when you're in a relationship and you don't know how to navigate through what should I share with my boyfriend? What should I not? Because like a pat, like sexual past. Um, yeah, sexual past. And also just like, let's just say you got in a big fight with, um, someone in your family or something and you're yeah. having a really hard day and yeah. you don't want to just unload everything on them. Or, yeah. you know. I get the sexual past question a lot, like in e- e- email, that, that's a big one. I want to make sure we cover that. I think you need to be cautious of the emotional dump truck. And so like what that looks like, 
today is just like all the me too's like you you start in a relationship you're you know you start talking you're facetiming um, or even texting back and forth and it's just like oh my gosh me too me too oh wow you're me too you love that me too and all that's happening there is just like passing your heart back and forth and um, again, I would, I would, I would have a realistic grasp on how that relationship is progressing and to as much as you're able, not let your heart go past that. Um, and that, that is, I think in essence, a part of Proverbs 423, uh, says above all else, guard your heart for the wellspring of life. I think that in the question of, you know, sharing sexual past, I, I would say it, you know, it depends, um, it depends on where you're at in the relationship. And so I would say before you're married, right, you you don't want to surprise that person. And the other th- wisdom that I've heard, I can't chapter and verse this other than just kind of talking about being considerate of others, is you know, don't don't share more than they want to know. And that, that doesn't mean hide anything. You would never intentionally hide anything, but you would just ask them, Hey, I'll tell you anything that you want to know. And um and to the to the person asking the questions, I'd say proceed with caution because sometimes you don't want to know as much as you think you do and make sure that your heart in asking the questions is also to love them. And so my wife and I, Monica and I, we both have, we both had sexual past before we got married. And there, there was just this, there was this reconciliation that took place. This like, okay, this is, you know, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? I'll tell you anything. Okay. I forgive you. I forgive you. And man, I could think about things today. We've been married 13 years. She's amazing. I can, I can get myself worked up right now you know, just thinking about, uh, her with another guy, like that hurts my heart. And so I'm, I'm in charge of what I get to think about and, um, and where my mind goes. And so there's, there's a part of that too. That's just as the scripture talk says, talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. It's first Corinthians ten thirteen, I believe that, that we would do that in that scenario as well. It's good to something that you said earlier, combined with, uh, something you said a minute ago, the importance of having, if you're a girl, other girls who are following Jesus in your life. And if you're a guy, other guys who are following Jesus, um, combined with the idea of not being the emotional dump truck, those things go almost hand in hand. In other words, if you don't have other girls in your life, you're going to be more tempted to make your boyfriend, your spiritual dump truck. And, um, and we've all seen the couple that as soon as they start dating, it's like, I don't have any other friends. I hang out with him every single night or I hang out with her every single night. We spend all of our time. We're married. That's what they do. We're married. Yeah, marriage. Recipe for codependency. Yeah. Which is, it's just, yeah. It's just not marriage is what I would say. Like you're not married, so you don't need to play married. And if you, if you want to be married, get married. Like you have that option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you break up, if you spend all of your time with that person, you've lost all of your friends. That's when the breakups are also just so much harder because you've completely turned your life upside down and you're in a tough spot because you're not dealing with a breakup. You're dealing with a divorce, right? You know, like God didn't design us for that. Most, most of the times in a breakup, you've been physically intimate with that person. You've been emotionally vulnerable with that mm-hmm. person. Uh, you've been physically and emotionally promiscuous with that person. And so of course your heart is going to be tied up in knots when that ends. And that's why a God who loves us so much, he loves us so much. He loves you so much. Uh, just warns us against that, that we would flee sexual immorality, you know, uh, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 18 through 20, uh, just the, that we would live according to his com- laws, which lead to life, David says, you know, it leads to life. So I, I do, I think just 
just being wise in regards to the boundaries, having the right boundaries with the opposite sex if you're single, uh, having the right boundaries with the opposite sex if you're in a relationship, and then having right boundaries with the person that you're in a relationship with and considering what those are talking through them communicating they may change as the relationship progresses and then communicating the right things at the right time and just kind of having a plan and and so don't just date being led by feelings date with with some logic applied like hey i'm i'm thinking along a timeline this is where this is going and i'm i'm being intentional and thoughtful in the way that i i go about this and dating in community and leaning on the holy spirit yeah. and not just making decisions on your own when when people i'm so glad you said that when people write in and they ask these questions you know when should i do this when should i do that i would just say i you know i I don't know all the intricacies of your relationship, how long you've dated and all of that stuff, but hopefully somebody, some bodies, some people in your life do. And so date in community, meaning make sure that you are in community and you have some men and women respectively that you can process this with uh, as you're in a relationship and do not write off those friends. Yes. And look from God's word. You know, so many community groups are just giving their own opinion or based on their own experience. Hopefully you have people, men or women in your life um, you know, respective of your sex, if you're guy, guys, girl, girls, who are looking at God's word, the principles that are contained there and instructing one another from there. Hey, I want to move us on unless anyone has anything else from emotional boundaries to spiritual boundaries and um, answer some questions that uh, we get related to. What does it look like to maintain the right spiritual boundaries with people? For example, is it okay to pray together? What should that look like? You know, I've heard people will come up and say, hey, she's my accountability partner. He's my accountability partner. So what are the right spiritual boundaries? Or maybe what are some of the wrong ones? Yeah, I mean, yeah, praying together. That's a one you hear. And people are like, can, should I pray with, with my significant other? I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, I, I'm a pastor, right? So I lean on the word of God. Where it's clear, you know, I'm clear. Where it's firm, I'm firm. Where it's flexible, I want to be flexible. I think prayer, like praying over chicken nuggets, like praying before a meal is very different than praying at midnight as you hold each other in the rain uh, <laughs> alone, right? I mean, it's just two very different kinds of prayer. And so be wise. Don't don't pray those deep, you know, emotionally vulnerable prayers that is just not loving to the other person. Uh, and so in regards to prayer, I just would say, be wise and, and, um, you know, seek out the scripture, pray, seek out the Holy spirit and the context of community. And I'm confident the Lord will lead you there. The other one is like just confession. Like when the, when you're, you're like your boyfriend or girlfriend is not your accountability partner. Like that's just crazy. Like that's insane that you would confess. Oh, you know, when I was with you at the movies the other day, you know, that, that uh, I, I really wanted to, you know, do this with you or put my hand here. You know, that's crazy. Like, don't do that. That's that. That's dumb. And so, make sure that you have accountability partners, and that's not just the person that you're dating. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, man, I, that for the I mean, we talk a lot about physical boundaries, and so um, anything that you would add. There's so many resources. You just did a message this summer on you know sex outside of marriage and God's design for that. And pursuing purity with one another, getting healthy individually. Yeah. Um, anything you'd add there? Um, listen, physical boundaries is easy. Like when your when your body begins to repair itself for sex, you've gone too far. And so, avoid being in a scenario where your body begins to prepare itself for sex. And uh, and so, for some of you, that that's going to mean not being alone with your significant other to date in public places. Um, I would be really cautious about. You know, just hanging out at her apartment. It's just the two of you watching a romantic comedy as you lay down on the floor. That's just, 
that's just, man, that is not wise. And if you want to do that, you know, consider how far you are from marriage. What's keeping you from getting married, you know? It's foolish. I love it, man. Um, that's pretty much all that I got. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, one quick note before we kind of sign off. If there's something that you'd be interested in us covering on Views from the Porch, if you will email us at info at theporch.live, we would love to hear from you. So you can just put in the subject line, Views from the Porch topic, and then email us at info at theporch.live. We'd love to cover anything that would be helpful. As always, uh, if you are if you find this content helpful, if you will subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're finding these podcasts and always review to whatever degree it's been helpful to you, that's that's really helpful for us. So that's all I got. Anything else on this topic or anything in general, you guys? No, I think that's it. With Views from the Porch, we'll talk to you guys next week. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.